And let's pretend the first bit didn't happen. Welcome back to Hangover Brunch with Sanam. I'm in the studio today. It is the 18th of February, 5.06pm. In the studio today, I've got a very, very special guest. I'm going to put a slider up right now. Can you please introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Sam. And as I said before, Sanam's closest and dearest friend. Controversial. Controversial already. Welcome to the studio. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? How did we first meet, in fact? Let's tell the viewers that. Met in... Uh... Good old Dedham, uh, first year. I think I was seeing Les Mis, wasn't I? Yeah, the first day of university for me, a long, long time ago. I think it was a Monday or Tuesday. And Sam is doing the WAP, let's not forget that. Yeah. He's doing the WAP, I saw this video, and then he bursts into Stars from Les Mis. Yeah, a bit of Russell Crowe's rendition. The only reason I knew Stars at that time, actually, you're going to laugh at this, I don't think you know this, is from Calabro. No, Do you know the... What's that? Calabro is about... A, not a group, a boy band from Britain's Got Talent. It's been an avid Britain's Got Talent watcher. And they perform stars. And that's the only reason I knew that song until probably a year and a half ago when I discovered Les Mis. And hopefully we're going to see it live in the flesh soon. Yeah, there we go. Live. Why are we going to see it live in the flesh? I thought... I'm, I, I told you, I'm taking you to... Yeah, you ought to tell the listeners. Oh, well, for Sam's <laughs> birthday, um, we're going to be seeing... As, as a, We both have a passionate love for Les Mis. Hmm. We're going to go see Les Mis. So I haven't quite figured out the venue yet. Yeah. Because at the moment, probably. My Fair Lady's on at the Hippodrome and Les Mis ain't coming for a long while. So I think it's going to be a London job. Hmm. But, you know, me and Sanam feeding the ducks at Hyde Park. Um, <laughs> the only problem is Covent Garden Square only problem Sam is the listeners know all too well how much I dislike London alright we'll go to Birmingham then happy it's <laughs> yeah, probably a high park in Birmingham as well um, there's not actually there's one in Leeds one in London I don't think there is one in Birmingham well no there is not there's one called Cannon Hill Park alright Cannon Hill Park are there ducks? there are ducks fantastic and it's Sources. opposite at Edgebuston Cricket Ground so you get two for one mate when you park in that park you get to go and visit the cricket ground as well so how's your week been? Um, it's been mainly spent in bed, mate. Of you, thank you for the water. How's that? Can of water, not out. Um, yeah, tell the listeners about your illness. Oh, it's been it's been pretty intense, you know. Uh, coming coming out of all all my above neck orifices. Oh, good, <laughs> yeah, good description. Bit of, bit of man flu that. Mm. Um, but we're on the mend. Uh, onwards to the rocker. Um, going into a hard Saturday Sunday combination. And your you're all post-training now, aren't you, today? I am post-training. I did train today. Let's assume no one knows you. Yeah. Um, you are a big name, of course. Samuel Hill Cousins, the handsomest man, the most handsome man in Bristol, maybe the handsomest. Who knows? Who knows? Big rugby man you are, aren't you? Yeah, I do. I think that's what we clash over the most. What, that you don't like rugby? You don't like rugby players, do you? I don't. You don't like rugby players, don't like rugby sport, don't like rugby shirts. No. Yet you still end up there every Wednesday. And I you still do. have a lot of friends. I do. I, the thing is, with friends, friends are a very loose term for me when it comes to rugby players. I think more... I realise that one day I may need some muscle. Social I, climbing, is no, it? No, no, no. One day I may need some muscle, and I will give it to the rugby club. They have a lot of muscle. So when hey, I do need that muscle... you've been at the gym as well recently. I, I, I have, can tell. I have some. Oh, can you? Don't yeah. flatter me. Yeah, mate. You can. And on that note, let's talk about the real reason you're in the studio today. Okay, the only reason you're on the studio. The listeners... I normally bring in guests to discuss their lives, but today it's just going to be an interrogation. Project Custard Rig is over, Sam. Okay? I, what, I thought it was ongoing. No, Project Custard Rig's gone. It's, it's, it's gone. What are we on now? We're, well, we're still on it, but we're trying to get through it. Um, <laughs> That's what I meant, like you're still getting through it. 
Let's give a bit of context. Okay, so Samuel Hill Cousins has been in the studio twice prior to this. You're the only guest that sat in that seat three times for me. Yeah. First time you came on was actually my was it my first ever show. Yeah. My first ever show, Sam came on with Connor, another rugby loving man, Anna Dardama. Um, now rower though. He does he does row, doesn't he? Yeah, that's probably more of an egg. Uh, Sam came into the studio once, and I forgot to press record. And then the second time is when we actually discovered that the studio broke. So every time I make reference to the fact that we're finally back in the studio, you know, post-2022, it's all because we weren't in the studio for two months due to issues in the studio. So let's hope I have our press record this time and that we have a good show, hey? Yeah. Yeah. We haven't prepped for this episode, <coughs> you can't already tell. Sam's dying. We've both got kind of waters in our hands. And I'm going to play a song so we can plan a little bit. So enjoy. This one's called Emily. It's by a, a mate of mine from primary school. The last musical memory I have of him was him singing about paper, paper mache. Good enough mate to invite to a birthday party? Um, no. Really? Yeah. Well, so that characterises 400 other people. It's better than this person that Santa was now going to name drop for this song. <laughs> Everyone enjoy. This is Emily by Michael Sam's Acquaintance. <laughs> by Sam's Acquaintance. And here we go. No, we are recording, Sam. It's just I forgot to put the aux wire in the computer. Um, so, <laughs> so every time you said, I'm going to play a song. This is chaos. Can I just give you a bit of context here? This is chaos. I've just come back from a hockey match. Well, half of a hockey match. More on that later. And I forgot to put the aux wire in. So bear with me, listeners. Um, we're going to reintroduce this song. This is Emily. This is from Michael Fitzglynn. A great man with a great surname. And here it is, live on Burst Radio. Throw it on my wall, leave me something To save me when I fall Cause I'm worried that I left behind The man I meant to be When you kissed my cheek and said you had to leave If I'm drowning And trying to stay afloat You'll help me breathe another breath And show me where to go But I'll never stop to tell you this And I'm asking myself why Maybe I'm too young to realise I'm good at being vulnerable and knowing how to heal But I never seem to let myself tell you how I feel And as words dry in my throat again, my blood begins to freeze I'd write it in a song for you, so only you can see I'm so lonely Won't you hold me, Emily? I'll try to send you flowers To make you feel like home It's hard enough we're growing up And no one even knows Now how can I be comfortable Just letting people go When honestly, Emily I'd hate to be alone So tell me now what's on your mind Oh what have we become I'm finding it hard waiting here I think I'd rather run This city might be killing me, it's making me so numb I can't breathe with all this smoke in my lungs, oh I'm good at being vulnerable and knowing how to heal But I never seem to let myself tell you how I feel And as words dry in my throat again, my blood begins to freeze I'd write it in a song for you, so only you could see I'm so lost. Won't you hold me, Emily? 
I'm so lonely. Won't you hold me, Emily? And there we have it, Emily by Michael Fitzgibbon. A hell of a tune. Sam, opinions? Um, yeah, I was just saying it really sounds like someone else, like Biffy. I think it's Biffy Claris or something. Oh no, like um, Bears Den. If you ever heard Bear, Bears no. Den, it sounds like Bears Den. Well, there you go, listeners. If you want to hear much more like that, then listen to Bears Den. Yeah, but well, according to Sam, of course. Can I just put it out there again on this episode? Any opinions of our guests are very much of their own, and Hangover Brunch with Salam does not associate with them in any way. Also, Sam has just said I changed my voice for radio. You do. do right. you, you go from just talking normally, then like, and we are back here <laughs> with Salam's Hangover I, I Brunch. I get it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe I'm just lying to myself. I probably do, don't I? That yeah. sounded very much like David Attenborough. You just like go really soft and. Is cut. it bad? Yeah. Well, it's not bad. Yeah, it's it's just normal. funny. No, no, it's just very radio. I think I, oh, very radio. Okay. Um, David Attenborough. Let's talk David Attenborough. Yeah, love, 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 love the guy. Um, they pretty much. I feel like I know probably quite a lot about David Attenborough. I feel like I'm in the 99th the percentile. Really? For what's his middle name? Frederick. Is that actually? I actually don't know. I mean, it could be. Let me look it up. Let's fact check. But that. I've read like a good, good portion. I, I pretty much read every one of his books, but maybe like two or three. Let's talk maybe about the favorite, your favorite thing that David Attenborough said or Ooh. done. What's your favorite expedition he's done? Maybe. Frederick. Oh, is it? <laughs> just, sorry, sorry for the listeners. Sorry. Sorry. I just shout into your ears. Um, sorry, I got very excited. Um, I'm actually currently reading mm. one of his books that he did. Um, it's called Adventure Journey to the other no Further Adventures of a Young Naturalist and it's about him going to uh, it's about him kind of going well the, the part that I'm reading is about going to Papua New Guinea and the Pacific Islands and he's currently in Vanuatu and he's seen the uh, bungee jumpers now, did you know where they got the inspiration for bungee jumping it was from Vanuatu is that in New Zealand no it's the Pacific Island oh. it used to be called the New Hebrides oh wow and Basically, it was this like uh, culture, and they would build like a massive like bamboo pl- like stand yeah. tower, yeah, and they would jump off with vines tied round yeah. head first, and then they would make the board that they're attached to snap, and that would be their bun. That would be the the bun like the oh, give, the bun- ah. and it would stop them from pop pop pel- pelting. And like snapping their ankles at the same so time. It would have to be the perfect length. Yeah, but they wouldn't measure it. They would just sort of like do it by eye. And no, one, no one really ever died. Really? And yeah, and then some New Zealanders came over, figured it out, and then started out in Queenstown, New Zealand. And there we go. That's bungee jumping as we know it. My favourite thing that I, well, I'm not a very big David Attenborough fan, not to say that I'm a, I'm a hater, I just don't know too much about his work. But you I will like say. Nature, do you? No, I do like nature. Or anything. Okay, right. Stop trying to hijack the radio show, okay? Um. I do like the fact that I saw his well, I saw his Glastonbury speech, and I like the fact that he silenced a, cl- a crowd of you know a good crowd of probably tens of thousands of you know some teenagers. I don't know many people that would silence a crowd like that. Yeah. Except probably Noel Gallagher. Sure, he would. Really would. <laughs> no, everyone would be on their feet to don't look back in anger, mate. Um, we see eye to eye on a couple of things. Yeah. Like custard rigs and rugby. Yeah. Um, but there are some things we disagree on. Yeah. Sam thinks money buys happiness. No. Well, let me explain this, because that's taken completely out of context, and it was um, quite inflammatory, that comment. We don't accept that on Hangover Brunch with Sam. 
My logic. Listeners, if you are listening, how many are currently listening? Oh, 23,000, lovely. Um, right, this is to you. <coughs> My logic, money does not buy happiness. Money buys freedom, and freedom buys happiness. I think, yeah, but my point to you was money buys freedom until a certain point, which I think is very much, is much lower than most people think. And then after that freedom that you've accessed from having a certain cut-off salary or income or um, disposable income, I think anything else you earn isn't necessarily going to give you any happiness. It's just like like diminishing gains, like, like marginal utility, that kind of thing. But I think you're better off pursuing your energy into other things that will cultivate your own mental well-being than actively seeking more money. Okay, I'm going to put it back on you. What if a lot of people, including myself, get quite happy from helping others? Yeah? I mean, it, get, it gives me satisfaction. What if with all the money I got, of course I'll keep some to myself. What if I give a lot to charity? That would increase my happiness because I know I've given to a, yeah. people less fortunate than me. Therefore, I'd have more happiness than I would if I earned £30 million. Yeah, that's fine, but I feel like the, the way you were implying it was that the mo- like money, <coughs> money gives freedom, it gives happiness, but that's not... That's personal money. If, if you're giving the money away to charity, that's not increasing your own personal money, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, myself well. it's fair. It's fair. <coughs> I, I genuinely think on it, it depends on who you are, though. I feel like, yeah, if you're someone that's very materialistic and would spend money on themselves and things that they like doing, which is increasing the kind of quality of it, for example, if you, if you like drinking, getting all the expensive alcohols and just, you know, drowning your sorrows in that. And it's probably a bad path, but... But I would say if you're a materialistic person, mm. you're probably not going to find happiness being that person. Yeah, I'd agree. You probably need to change. Yeah, change. Like we all do. We all do. We all do. Sam, I'm going to keep uh, the structure of this show somewhat similar to the last episodes. You are a special man, so of course you get special privileges. Um, but there are a couple of things I will ask for you um, later on in the episode. We're luckily in the studio till 7pm, as always. So if you want to send in any questions, any pieces of wisdom really or if you want to follow the Instagram at Hangover Brunch with Sanam please do but I will be asking you for a piece of advice as well as um, a quote that you live by um, I'd hope it, I'd pray it's not David Attenborough because um, we've already covered he's already got enough exposure off me for no money um, and on that note can we please thank our sponsors NordVPN for supplying us if you use the code Hangover Brunch with Sanam at checkout you'll get 10% off your plan it's very hot in the studio actually it really is quite warm I may have to take my shirt off at one point if anyone walks past and they notice a custard rig as Sam likes to quite unkindly remind me of or maybe it's inspirational maybe you're trying to make it is because how many times have you been to the gym since that since you said I had a custard rig um I think about 15 times but since you got all the how many times had you been before that much less but since you've told all the rugby people that I have a customer and why do I have to say that to you I don't know because you were giving it all the big ones about how you could play first team rugby or do anything I honestly think I could could play first team rugby anyway uh, story for another time actually Um, yeah until you told all those rugby players I was going much less than I am now but now I feel like I have to prove a point yeah it's probably also because you keep trying to fight them all I don't try and fight them all they just all get up in my grill they think they can talk to Dubai Day Street Fighter by night. I wish. I wish I was a Street Fighter. Not in a, not in a, like, in a Tekken Street Fighter way. What's Tekken Street Fighter? You know, you know what Tekken is? Is that like those fighting robots? 
No, the game like where, you, where you choose a character and then you do like you spam the controller and try and do like combinations. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be so cool. No, mate, I'm all about peace and love. I'm all about peace and love. <laughs> and on that note, Sam, we're going to stick to the same structure of songs as well. So you have brought in a couple for us. Would you like to share a bit of wisdom and introduce one of your songs? I'm really loving some Paolo Nutini. You know I like to go on my long Sunday walks. And, we, will, uh, we will touch on that soon. Yeah, Paolo is coming with me um, at the moment. And this is a particular one that I just think is absolutely beautiful. Um, so yeah, this is Through the Echoes. And here it is, live on Buzzfeed. She asked me why I always smile when I feel like I'm gonna cry She asked me why over the cliff and phantom sands She's always offering me her hand And I hear her coming Through the echoes Through the echoes Through the echoes Straight to me
Paolo Nutini. Thank you very much for that, Sam. That was very, very nice. Very, very nice. I'm very impressed. I don't listen to enough of him, but I'm sure I will do when we go on our walks. And on that note, let's talk about that, Sam. You mentioned... What was your previous name, actually, for this Sunday expedition? Well, I was... What was it? Sundays, Sundays for, for Sam. Sundays for Sam. And you got a lot of audience feedback on that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, changed it to Sam Sundays, which Good. I don't really see the difference, personally. Sam Sundays with Sam or Sam Sundays? It was Sundays for Sam. It's Sundays for Sam. It's just, it's just horrible, Sam. But it, that was when it. you get in this kind of it business... Was, the day was for me. Yeah, but when you get in this business, you need to understand that sound matters a lot. <laughs> no, Sundays with Sam or Sam Sundays, whatever you want to call it. Please tell the listeners a bit about, a bit about that, because that's one of the only things that I'm very... Very proud of you for actually, and I do respect a lot. What are you? Yeah, it's just a it's just a thing I started since since New Year's. It's just a little day for me. Um, normally starts off with a uh, nice breakfast, okay. quite quite like a couple of boiled eggs, lovely, and a uh, pot of Earl Grey tea. Start out the window, listen to some uh, some chill piano music. Nice. Maybe get a little bit of a reading, and then uh, quite like a walk, which mm-hmm. Sam has uh, come on. Come on with me. Yes. Uh, we went to uh, Ashton Court Estate. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I am quite a fan of a solo walk as well. Just sort of three, four hours, get, get in the headspace, mm. come back, do a bit of yoga, maybe a bit of a jigsaw puzzle, roast dinner, um, another read before bed, you know, and then that's it. And it's uh, just a nice little refreshing, refreshing thing to do at mm-hmm. the end of the week to get you ready for the next. Yeah. And as I said, I'm very, very impressed by it. It's something that I want to incorporate. And yeah, good job, mate, because I really enjoyed it. Uh, we went to Ashton Gate, as you said. Genuinely probably went for about two, three hours walking. Yeah. Didn't feel like it at all. It was a blast. Um, my parents were slightly worried about you, though. So for context, my parents came over. Shout out mum and dad. Hope you're all well. You definitely don't listen, but oh well. Um, we went up to Brandon Hill. Uh, showed my mum and dad loves a good walk. Um, so we went to Brandon Hill, and lo and behold, you come down. And the first thing that came to my head was, well, obviously, oh my God, Sam, how are you? Um, but secondly, Sam, you don't tend to kind of agree with heights very well, do you? No, it was definitely a mistake. On yeah. My part. I mean, we all have our flaws. No, no one's perfect. Yeah, Brandon Hill has three of them. Nice. Well done. That's Thank good. <laughs> Sam is scared of heights. Um, so if anyone thinks he has it all, he certainly does not. Um, but yeah, tell me, tell me a bit about why you made that decision then. Because Brandon Hill, for those that are not from Bristol or haven't been up, Firstly, thoroughly recommend going up at it. Um, it's very, very high up. Well, it has Cabot Tower. Uh, Cabot Tower yes, sorry, sorry, yeah. I'm alluding to Cabot Tower. Both to, but yeah. um, I don't know, mate, I just fancied it. Just thought it, uh, part of, I guess, Sam Sundays is to challenge Sam. And, uh, you know, challenge the old fear of heights, get up there. Um, <coughs> it was a bit of a mistake, though. I did hug the pillar up there, and I realised I couldn't come down for a while because I was really scared of the narrow stairs as well. Um, mm. There were a lot of couples up there as well. Mm. was on my lonesome but um, no it was good got a good view um, orientated myself with Bristol it was fun let's take it all back to Durham uh, this may seem a little bit superficial but we have talked about a lot of these topics in our first ever show in fact uh, but none of them made it to air so we've got the beauty of Sam having to retell his stories um, and maybe play a few of the same songs that he played earlier but none of you are ever going to know that so there you go there's my absolute transparency that I always promise to my listeners Unless they listened on air for the first time. Unless they did. And if you did, shout out and please message in. There's, oh, we've lost a few listeners, Sam. We're down to 19,000. Yeah, really? Um, but, you know, thank I'm you very much the floor's for pun. tuning in. It, the floor's pun, yeah. yeah. It, it shied people away. Sam, let's talk Durham. Have you got any fond memories? For context, Durham, best halls in 
Bristol and State Bishop in 2022 maybe in 2020 even in 2020 I don't yeah. know if it still lives up to its expectation um, but let's talk Durdham Hall what favourite part about Durdham yeah the Silver Birch Cops as you go down the hill you know come in oh absolutely stunning stunning the snowdrops the crocuses around this time coming into February March absolutely delightful spring scene get to summer hydrangeas out the windows absolutely beautiful acidic and alkaline soil going in there Daryl, the uh, caretaker, really knows what he's doing when it's come to the planting. Fantastic landscaping all around. <laughs> Sometimes, Sam, I wonder how we are friends. <laughs> um, okay, aside from the beautiful nature, of course it is beautiful, and the wandering squirrels sometimes make it into people's kitchens. Any fond memories for any freshers listening? Maybe they can try and replicate these. Um, any fond memories? Uh, we had a great... We had a... Uh, it was obviously a bit of a... Uh, some a couple of parties here and there mm. that were uh, good fun. Remember uh, the Christmas, and then some 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 other social occasions like remember the Christmas uh, caroling. Yes, the Christmas carols. That was fantastic. Obviously, during COVID, no one was allowed to leave their flats, and you had to maintain your your bubble of six. But some flat, one of the flats, was very nice and gracious with some Christmas car- Christmas carols. Yeah. Um, I also choreographed a WAP in the middle of the quad. Not sure if you caught that one. I did not catch. There that is one. photographic evidence of it though. Um, yeah, that was fantastic for those who were watching. It was just a lot of... The, the perfect thing about it was all the flats just sort of orientated to the courts. If anyone wanted to put on a display, it was for all eyes. There we go. Did you ever have a display in the quad? Um, Do you think of particularly... I don't though? think so. I did really have I had this amazing idea that I still want to do to this day Sam you understand and you'll know that I love a game of chess Yeah. so I was thinking what if I just plopped a table in the middle of the quad right beat you and right okay and I put two chairs out and I just sat there all day that would have been a good Covid because you can maintain your distance you're in fresh air Yeah. and you can just play a game of chess opinions to the listeners or myself to you the listeners yeah that'd be great you know you know I love you know I love a game of chess um yeah, just, why, why didn't you, mate? I don't why? know, mate. I, I tried, you know, I actually tried to keep the whole chess thing under wraps for a, for a good period. You've just got to be who you are, Sam. No, I know. Yeah, Listen to Jesse Day, be who you are. Is it, is it Jesse Day? Probably. Yes, no. I think it is. Oh, well. But no, it's Durham HS sets. I had a two chess sets and they both got destroyed. I think, yeah, I think that's one of the main reasons I came to your flat. You provided a chess set for me. Yeah, I came out and I was like, where the, there's my chess set. Mm. And as I went up the stairs through... Past B and A block, there mm. were my pieces littered on the lawn. Who did that? By the male superhensis crabapple tree. Sorry for the language live on air. <laughs> Just to remind our listeners, we don't try and swear, but some people uh, don't abide by the rules in the studio. Um, did you ever find the culprit? No, I didn't. No, they're obviously in the in the dark of night. Oh. Well, there we go. Can I just put a message out to the listeners? As they all know by now, I'm a good big chess fan. For charity, I'm putting it out that I am willing <coughs> to partake in a chess boxing match. Who, who are you challenging at the moment? Because you wouldn't take me, would you? You know, you'd lose. Both I honestly, Sam, give me a week in the gym. I'd have you. <laughs> um, no, on a serious note, Sam, he's got about twenty kegs on me, about ten inches of height. And is far better looking. Um, but I would like to actually call someone out, Charlie Berridge. He's got maybe an inch or two of height. Yeah, probably two or three inches on me on height. Um, he's definitely got the kegs on me. And I've beaten him at every chess game I've played. But, but, not convincingly every time. So I think that could be a good match. But anyone else in the studio, or sorry, not in the studio, I don't want Sam to offer me out. Anyone listening from home, please do come and message me. And I'm sure we can sort a game. So it feels like the start's like special. 
Because I was talking with, you know, my housemate Ed the other day. Shout out Ed. Uh, happy belated life at Ed. Ed Halen on Instagram. Drop him a happy birthday, please. But, um... Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul coming up soon. Hmm. Huge pay-per-view price on that. Okay. All started by Joe Weller versus Malfoy. When you think about it. Yes. If Joe Weller didn't fight Malfoy, hmm. then Joe Weller wouldn't have thought, was it K- KSI that he fight? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And KSI wouldn't have fought Logan Paul. Mm. Logan Paul wouldn't have fought Floyd Mayweather. And then Jake Paul wouldn't have fought... It's the it butterfly effect for you, mate. Yeah, there you go. So this could be start something special, this. What? This Chet's boxing match? Fighter X University Challenge. <laughs> Do you know I know someone on the University Challenge team? Yeah, I think you told me. Yeah, he's a medic. Shout out to Sam Kayla. He's from Wolverhampton. He was wearing a Wolverhampton Wanderers shirt, if you saw my birthday. Oh, university? Oh, yeah, and he's a medic, and he's yeah, he's he's in the university challenge. It's funny, it's funny. Sorry, Sam, I'm going to put myself in the same boat here. Well, I don't have a Birmingham accent, but when people find out I'm from Birmingham, and more obviously, you're from the Birmingham region or the West Midlands region. I'm not from Birmingham. No, not you, as in Sam you Taylor. Said oh, Sam. When I'm, I'm speaking to the man, Sam. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Um, they often are surprised at you pack intelligence, and I'm really sorry for that. Sorry yeah, for I thought that. the Brummie accent's quite slow, isn't it? He's got black country more so. Oh, really? Uh, but it is quite slow and slow. But it's like, yeah, all the vowels are all quite drawn out, aren't mm. they? Mm. Go on, give us a Brummie accent, Sam. A Brummie accent live on air? Yeah. Nah, I don't do what I'm told in the studio, Sam. You have to ask very nicely, and maybe after a few songs and a couple more glasses of water, maybe I'll, I'll bring one out. Who knows? Sam, I've given you an option to play some songs, but now it's my turn because I've got some audience reception and they were not happy with the song played. Really? Yeah, really. Shout out to Rachel Coe for saying she wasn't a fan of the song or the chat. Given in the studio tonight, um, I will try and improve it. I've got another song for you, Sam. It's quite underground. Um, by an artist called Adele great singer so funny, I was literally about to say Adele you're <laughs> so unoriginal I'm no I've been obsessed with a, a song that she well I don't know when she wrote it but she released it on her album 19 yeah um, it's a hell of a tune and I think the audience are really going to appreciate this because sometimes in life we all need to do this do you know what we do need to sing along to what another love Another love. Maybe we'll maybe we'll introduce karaoke back to the studio. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. I think we should leave it to a couple more waters. No, Sponsored the, by the balloon bar. Sponsored by the balloon bar, of course. We will leave the karaoke as the final blessing we give to the listeners. But as we need a break and I need to pop to the lavatory, and I've changed the way I say toilet now, um, I'm going to play this one song and take inspiration from this because this is a hell of a tune. This is Chasing Pavements by Adele. Oh, that's a good song. Thank you. I've made up my mind Don't need to think it over If I'm wrong, I am right Don't need to look no further This ain't lost I know This is love If I tell the world I'll never say enough Cause it was not said Exactly what I need to do if I end up with you. Should I give up or should I just keep chasing pavements? Even if it leads nowhere, I wouldn't be a wreck. Be 
For those that weren't aware, that is from her album 19, and it's a really, really great tune. Sam, opinions on that song, please? I do crave your opinion, actually, a lot in life, so this really means a lot to me. Um, What what does it mean, Sam? Chasing pavements. Should we we analyse the song? Get the lyrics up. To chase pavements? I don't know. So, let's let's analyse the lyrics. Should I give up, or should I just keep on chasing pavements? Um, Is the pavements a metaphor? For, for a lover, potentially. Maybe. I don't know. It's very repetitive now reading the lyrics. Yeah, it's a really very repetitive is. song. Yeah, she's obviously um, come on with a song songwriting leaps and bounds. Adele Adele has had a lot of trauma in her life, hasn't she? Well, it's only assuming that all her songs are realistic in that sense, that they're, they're life, life experiences. But so does Taylor Swift. Um, <coughs> do you know what? Yeah. I, do, I do respect that a lot. I respect the fact that when people have struggles and they harness it and put it to a good cause... Great stuff. I'm yeah. with you. Also, I think everyone's struggles are relevant. You know, mm. uh, it's, it's hard, it's, uh, especially when people are in well-off positions, for them to downplay their struggles. But it's all relevant to you, and if, if it's if it's valid to you, it's valid to you. Mm. It doesn't you don't need to justify it to anyone else. I say this many times on air, but the beauty of songs, and you just kind of alluded to this, is that the artist has a different has a meaning when they write the song. Maybe it relates yeah. to them. Maybe it relates to someone else. You and I. And millions of other people listening to Adele or whoever else are all going to have different opinions. We're all going to sing at the top of our lungs live in concert. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I think that's what art is, though. That's the whole meaning of art: is you can um, take whatever meaning you from take from it. Yes, but I think less so in. I think music provides a lot more breadth. For example, if I'm looking at a Van Gogh painting, yeah, I think there's less 
maybe this might be controversial I think there's less opinions I feel like that's because it it's, uh, it, music's an easier because lyrics and you can understand them in, with English are like a hmm. but I think if you took less of like if you did an art course and you learnt the language of art you might be able to interpret it better if you'd had Maybe. to train it but I think me and you I don't, you didn't do GCSE or art or anything like that did you? well art yeah. I am the worst artist yeah, exactly. you'll so ever see you've probably never had the training in it whereas I, like with music mm. when I did like music like music scores and stuff when I was mm. studying music mm. you, um, you you see all of the little devices and techniques that people can use just without the words that mm. can mean different things but that's the, what I love about art because you can do things like doodling yeah. that require no skill shout out to Red Bull Doodle Art on that note there'll be a Red Bull mini parked outside um, Senate House for those Bristol folk on Tuesday and Wednesday this episode may not make it out on Spotify by then but Tuesday and Wednesday of next week that will be the probably about the 21st maybe 21st or 22nd of February where you can go it's going to be painted in a white in a whiteboard kind of material and you can go and doodle on the mini have you seen the crypto art? Crypto art? Like, not um, crypto, like AI. Have you seen these these AI... Um, oh, there's a word for them. What, is, there's this one called uh, Wally on Instagram. Wally? Sorry, NFTs, no. is that what you're... No, no. no. Sorry, no, crypto art's not the right word. AI art, sorry. Is what okay. I meant. Sorry, didn't mean crypto. I have not seen any of these, no. So they put in, like, a description. Yeah. You're like, Boris Johnson as a dog in, I don't know, like, oil painting... As an oil painting, yes, and they like put different. It's amazing, isn't it's, it? It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, I, different interpretations of it. Exactly, but it's scary. I was, I was watching a video on this actually on Twitter yesterday. Have you seen all the Chat GPT things? Well, I was about to say, yeah. I saw on someone's Be Real the other day. Yeah, they got an essay. Hmm. Oh no, it was a medic. Don't and, mention them. Yeah, <laughs> I, do you know who I mean? Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Chat GPT. One of their conditions is like a description of it. Yes, and. The chat GPT, had come up with an analogy, mm. and that just blows my mind because that feels so human to come up with an analogy. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's mental. I have expect for the first time on Thursday, I was messing around on it. Um, my house and Swindon are very, very interested in it. They use it a lot, and it genuinely blew my mind how good it was in terms of imitating a human. Yeah. And people are saying it's taking the jobs of copywriters, exams, jobs. Yeah. It's going to be impossible now. Yeah. To you know, university degrees, half of them are written online, submitted as essays. See, that's the thing. I think I was thinking when I saw that. I was like, "That's great, great advancement technology." Mm. It does mean I'm going to have to go back into an well, not me, but the people after me are going to have to go back into an exam hall because mm. you can't move with that technology. I'm not. I'm not a hater of exam halls, though. I know a lot of people get anxiety when they go through, and of course, I'm speaking for a close position where I don't get that, and you know, people that need extra time, there's different circumstances, but. I don't see any problem with a good pen and paper. Yeah. Elon Musk Neuralink, would you get it? You're going to have to educate me. It's like the... I can't remember what context it was, but it's basically this thing you said where it'd like plug the internet into your brain. Um, no, not yet. Well, I wouldn't get it either. I don't think I would ever get it. I would never get technology integrated with my body. Really against the idea of that. Yeah, no, I, I'd probably agree with you. That's but sense. then saying yeah. that, if I got my arm cut off, I would probably get one of those prosthetic. Yeah, like bionics. Yeah, I completely agree with that. If you get nanobots, but just not anything that interfere with the brain. It's mad, honestly. I didn't think this is very naive of me. I completely understand. It. I didn't think technology would advance this quickly over the last five years. 
Yeah. It's mental to think that when we're, obviously, when we look at our grandparents' age or, you know, just our parents or around, you know, the 70, 60, 70 or 70 years ago, they didn't have phones, they had no TVs, nothing. Yeah. And to think that, you know, a lot of people of our age kind of laugh at the fact that our parents are not as technologically advanced as we are. Do you think we'll be in that situation in 70 years? Well, it's very much a logarithmic explosion of technology, isn't it? Mm. It just gets faster and faster because new mm. technological innovations are now the innovation of the next one. Mm. Um, yeah, I reckon, I'm like, I give it, I already feel it now. I give it five years and it'll be like, well, don't like that. Like my my little niece on the weekend, mm. my sister just chucks an iPad in front of her and I'm like, oh, I don't like that. I feel like she's gonna, she's not going to be able to deal with her own boredom. I feel like it's an important thing that I didn't get as a child as well because I was just trapped to Game Boy. But dealing with being bored, I think it's a very important skill. Yes. And I think chucking a screen in front of, from one years old onwards, mm. is a terrible thing. I think we are very, maybe we're in a position where we can say stuff like that, but when it comes to parenthood and all the stresses of work... Yeah, no, I do understand table. that. It's, very, it's a very easy option. Mm. But I guess people did it before without it. Mm. See, I would just put earmuffs on and just let the baby cry. Check it's okay. It's not choking. It hasn't wet itself. It hasn't pooed itself. And <laughs> move on and go, you know what? There's nothing you need. You might be in pain, but um, Buddhism would teach you, young child, um, that the want to escape from suffering is the root of your own suffering itself. And so I'd say deal with it. Meditate. <laughs> just for context, please no one call the RSPCC if anyone is considering it. Um, Sam is obviously not a parent I am also babysitting if anyone <laughs> anyone's looking um, you can find me on Coru Kids is that an app? it is it's a babysitting app are you good with I, I feel like you would be quite good with children I am good with children if I had to be like mm. if someone was like can you look after this child I would look after this child and I would be I would be good but like at home mm. sat with my family and there's a crying child who's blood related to me so I didn't really feel that much like I, like if it cries I just stare a tea towel on its head if I'm going to be all honest and, and it works it works nine times out of ten it will stop the child crying because it gets confused but I've been shunned from my tea towel throwing so now I just sort of cry back at it and again startle it and that's how you know it's not crying for a valid reason and that's how you're calling a baby it <laughs> it really is it's about it's, it's what I say to my sisters it's just basically just a bacteria like a bacteria is more advanced than your <laughs> oh, child gosh. I put on on the weekend I put on planet earth or something and I was like that giraffe has literally just come out of the womb and it's already walking and grazing and I was like look at you Ada I was like you are slobbering everywhere and you can barely pull yourself up <laughs> I was like we should be ashamed as human society <laughs> again let me put it out there our guest opinions are very much of their own and I do not associate and hang you a bunch with Sam and the team involved um, do not associate with any of the opinions stated today um, Sam, you're a dog lover. I am. See, this is where our paths have also crossed in a negative way. Yeah. You're very kind to invite me to Southampton every Christmas for context. Um, Southampton massive. And for some, <laughs> oh dear. And so, for some extra context, I, as much as I put on a brave face, I've never been the greatest dog fan, due to no, I think personally a lack of exposure with them. Yeah. Um, and I've seen Lion King, I've seen Scar. I know lions are not dogs. There's no dogs in that. It's hyenas, hyenas aren't dogs. No, but I know lions are not even dogs, but Scar has got four legs, scary bloke, scary bloke. Um, So I thought when I walked through your door, I would try and... I've always thought that maybe they can sniff out the the fear, so I'd try and stamp out my authority. 
Yeah, but you didn't. You actually instead messed yourself about because as soon as you came through the door and said hello to Bert, big uh, fox red Labrador, um, you didn't give him any attention. And what that really was was a big F you to him. And immediate association, he thought F you back. And so that's why he growled. Excuse the pun. It's a doggy dog world out there. <laughs> and I'm sorry, if the man, the dog, sorry, the dog cannot live without my attention or attention of others then they need to really understand maybe they need a tea towel over their head I mean let's think about that I think he manipulated you because I agree. he instantly put the fear of God into you and you then proceeded to do everything he ever wanted and excessively fed him <laughs> yeah I did and so what he learned from that situation was growl at the stranger that doesn't pet me and I will be fed yeah yeah and I've never looked at a dog in the same way since no. On one of our Sunday walks, we also came across probably the biggest bear-like dog I've ever seen. Yeah. And that dog was sniffing me up in ways I wasn't consensual of, so <laughs> I had to also walk away from that problem. So, just please, the way to get out of me is put a dog in front of me. Please never do that, even if you're angry with me. Please, that's all I'm going to say. Sam, I need to another song from you, please. I think the listeners have... Gained more interest, went up to 23,000 due to the Adele. I think the word of mouth is spreading very quickly. Um, Chasing Pavement is obviously a very, very good song. So, can you keep the audience attention? I've got my favourite gym song at the moment because I'm not really one for finding new songs at that time, but it's one that the boys play in the gym at rugby. And it's uh, Boy in the Picture by. I actually don't know. It was by Kid Creme? Kid Creme, yeah. By Kid Creme, Boy in the Picture. And Sean Evans. Um, the, The rugby boys like this one, do they? Yeah, it's one of the ones they like, yeah. I'm almost inclined not to play this one, but just so this muscle, this perceived muscle that I don't really believe exists, don't come into the studio and break the door down, I'll play it for you. This one is called Boy in the Picture, and it's by Kid Creme. What you have doesn't count You've given your soul away Count it up in big amounts It doesn't matter
that was Boy in the Picture by Kid Krem. Thank you very much for that. I'm actually alone in the studio right now. Sam is currently, what can only assume, is relieving his bladder. Um, he's had a couple of waters, a couple of pints of water, in fact. And, yeah, I'm therefore left alone. So you're going to be left with my voice. I haven't been in the studio on my own for about a year now. I've only released one episode. Shout out to episode... Can I shout out an episode? Maybe I can. I don't know. That's episode two, I believe. I think it's called Cal- Call-Ins and Karaoke. And that's in season one, where I was lucky enough to call in Con Barber. Um, Con, if you're listening, which I hope you are, I hope you're having a good tr- time in Antigua. And I also, yeah, I did some karaoke. And that is still my number one episode of the season one. So thank you very much for that. I think Sam is coming to the studio now, so let's see how he reacts to the ending of the song and the fact that I now have to waffle on my own. Sam, Antigua. welcome back. Yeah, how did, were you listening whilst we were talking? No, I just heard you say Antigua. Uh, yeah, my, my flatmate's in Antigua. Oh, really? Whereabouts? Uh, too many questions, Sam, I don't know. You'll no, have to ask him when he comes about back. Six months in Antigua. Did you? Uh, well, yeah. I think he's in Antigua. I hope I haven't made Beautifully. that up. Antigua and Barbuda in the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, he's there. I don't know whereabouts he is. Oh, uh, your housemate? Yes, Con Barber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. Oh, no way. Um, no, you'll have to speak to him about it. I don't find, know where he is. Find out where he is. I don't think he's gone. What were you there for? I was just gone holiday. Yeah. Oh, for six months? No, it was just like I went quite a lot. Why? We had, we had a we had a time show. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, here we are. We are an hour to the dot into the episode, and Sam's true colours have come out. Time shares, eh? Wonderful things. Yeah, mate. Uh, economically reduced way of a <laughs> cheap way of going on like, maybe cheap way yeah cheap of, should we analyse that statement cheap yeah no, it's cheaper than buying the villa <laughs> it's also cheaper than getting a private jet there um, but yeah well done mate well done how was your toilet experience good yeah feel a, bit, feel a bit lighter do you know what I wonder why there's so many bloody urinals in the SU second floor toilet because I've never seen more than one person in there I agree the footfall in this SU is not great in my opinion I went to an SU in Nottingham Trent shout out yeah shout out uh, welcome to Knott and where the party bops and that SU really puts this one to shame turns into a three story nightclub on the weekends Um, and yeah the most lively thing I've ever seen here is a Six Nations in the balloon bar. Yeah, well, they do have dinners here. Asian soccer have once had um, a dinner here, so I don't know if that's because of that. Um, but yeah, they do have a lot of urinals, don't they? Yeah, mm. for, for no good reason. Yeah, maybe they want to encourage people to go to the toilet more often. Or maybe, in fact, this is probably the reason. Sam, have you seen all the photos of people and their urinal placement and where they choose to stand? Yeah, I, I'm completely against it. I personally go out of my way to break the urinal. The moles. Okay. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I'm just like, just it's a urinal, you know. We all have to do it, and if we have to go next, like, like com- directly adjacent to one another, who cares? Just you know, it's part of the code. Don't look at each other's tackle. We'll be fine. Yeah. And on that note, what do you think of the new tackling rules, Sam? What in, in the old ruggers? Yeah, mate. I'm really not fan. But can you actually? I wish I could give context here, but I don't really understand rugby. So, so. rugby, as you know it, you know, yes. um, you can tackle anywhere below the shoulder. Okay. And they, because of head injuries, they've apparently done a big assessment, which I, I have been meaning to look at the actual 
paper behind it, but I've seen some people critique already. <laughs> For head injury reasons, they've decided to um, drop the tackle height to the navel, which means that every tackle will have to basically be on the legs, which is quite unrealistic mm. in some cases, because people, well, and then that means the attacker can't bend down, which is a very common thing, mm. which means if you're not a quick little evading back who has really good footwork, which is quite a lot of people play rugby because they're big, large and slow, and it makes them good at it, but not good at any other sport, it basically wipes out all of those people. Mm. And I understand they're doing it for to, to reduce concussion, mm. but I think the tackles that it will increase potentially could um, cause more head injuries. But then again, they've done the research, they've done the science, but it hasn't been peer-reviewed all of it, Ooh. which as we know is a very, very important part of science. It's dangerous. So, mm. um, yeah, um, although... I do critique a lot of people coming out on it and saying that they think this and they think that. A lot of armchair science because they haven't got the papers to back themselves up on it, like I've just said, I've just done myself. Mm. The, the science that they've gone off themselves is apparently not um, completely accurate itself. Let's get into another debate on this topic then, because you've mentioned safety and concussion. Yeah, I'm going to raise a concern I have with certain sports, including boxing and rugby and hockey, because um, sent <sighs> someone to the hospital the other day. Can you give context? <laughs> I, oh, I'm so, I will give it. Uh, the whole time, is Sam goes, why don't you play hockey? And I go, because I'm terrified of it. And he goes, how can you play rugby yet be kind of terrified of hockey? I go, because there's a really hard ball travelling at very fast speeds at everyone's head. And he goes, yeah, but no one really like, lifts it. And I went, have you ever lifted it? And he went, no. Until the other day, he sent me a text going, wow, I just lifted it for the first time above everyone's head. It was really cool. And a couple of days later, he sent me a message going, I've just sent, one, sent someone to the hospital because I've absolutely smacked it into their head. Yeah, that's I, why I don't play hockey. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, it wasn't one of my finest moments. It was due to complete lack of skill, and yeah, I hope the Bath player is okay. I have sent him a text, and I do. Yeah, it was not a great, great sign at all. Um, but yeah, it's a dangerous sport. Many sports are dangerous. But if we look at the concussion statistics, rugby and boxing must yeah. be leading. And my logic is, of course, boxing has many benefits, including it's one of the best sports for. Um, for people that have had past criminal experiences and getting them away from the streets, there's a lot of evidence into it, and they've they've you know taken yeah. the sport of boxing, and it's good for self defence and just fitness in general and for mental health. But 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 a huge but for me, boxing and rugby tied together have huge amounts of concussion. There are past yeah. professional rugby players that have come and said come forward with evidence of early onset dementia, yeah, and have literally they have played the game all their life and they've spoken up against it. What are your opinions? So the following is going to be a lot more armchair science because I don't have all the papers to back myself. Okay. But I would argue that rugby and boxing are extreme sports. They are not running in the park. They are not basketball or cricket or rounders or anything like that. And I would say that, yeah, they're extreme sports Hmm. akin to rock climbing, akin to, you know, um, white wa- white water kayaking or something, things like that. And I reckon if you look at the injury rate or the head injury rate with those, the percentage per capita playing, I think you find them probably quite similar. I think extreme sport means that they tend to have higher health risks. And I think if you're willing to play them, you accept those risks. You know, and and I understand why they're kind of doing it because it is it has a bigger has a bigger player pool than those other those other sports, but I think at the end of the day, I think it is an extreme sport compared to, or it's at least a combat, co- combative, combative, combative sport. Mm. 
similar to boxing, and you take when you when you choose to play those, you take upon the risks. Okay, I'm going to raise an ethical question then. Yeah. You've just raised concern uh, about well, you've just raised issue or just raised comment, in fact, about how you accept. The, the rules of the game and therefore you accept the risk of injury yeah. I've said it's a high risk of injury or concussion related injury head related injury in these sports I ask why wouldn't you not follow suit and I know that nowadays they're pushing really hard I don't know if they have put it into place for football pl- players young football players at yeah. school they've limited the amount of heading and things they can do yeah. to prevent this risk why is there not a place in rugby well, I know that you probably started contact rugby at what age yeah, they've limited contact rugby. Have they? The age grade plan, yeah. Okay. It's, they've they've upped and upped it, yeah. But even even if they've limited it, fine. At that age, I, I've always been told when I first dated that the lower quality rugby play, the higher the risk of injury is due to not yeah. being able to tackle and things like that. And obviously age, you know, comes experience and quality. You're at greater risk of a high injury when you're not experienced. And these kids that are starting rugby and playing it go into contact and getting these risk of hit head injuries and of course there's evidence if you get more than one head injury in a certain period of time it's not good for you at all long term yeah. then maybe there's a huge risk there is yeah I don't, I don't know I think it's just one of those one of those things of life where you either choose to get rid of the sport in the common in, in the common form that it's played in now and sacrifice it, sacrifice the enjoyment it brings mm. and the culture around it or you protect everyone's health and get rid of it you know? mm. so, uh, as much as I, I might be arguing one time I'm very on the fence about it because I love sport myself Yeah, I play well, I play the mixed side of lacrosse but I know that men's lacrosse is although you wear helmets very prone to head injuries as well knocking around like yeah. NFL um, and I understand sport is a, provides a lot more than just a bit of physical fitness it's a good mental health outlook for people You know, some people really treat it as their main social out- outlook as well um, so I'm very on the fence of it. I guess the argument would be in a in a backdrop of I guess it takes me back to my medical interviews, but mm. <laughs> backdrop of an epidemic of child obesity mm. sort of in the UK, increasing the amount of kids playing sports probably a good thing. Then you could say that we'll potentially push them into other sports that aren't as out as risky or don't have the injuries associated with them. Mm. But as I said earlier, rugby is one of those sports where a lot of people what it's that's become a home for a lot of people that can't necessarily excel in other sports. You know, like the joke is that if you can't play football, you go play rugby. Mm. That is the case. Like for a lot of people who are bigger or slower and less athletic, mm. um, they can find their place in rugby. They can find their way to excel. And if you change the rules, you change the way it is, or if you push push it towards a format that's not as it is today, you're going to potentially exclude those people. And you know. You want everyone to be participating in sport where possible because modern day sedentary life is very important to get your exercise in and doing mm. it in a way like that's really important. Yeah. Well, us in the studio, Sam and I, would lovely would love to hear what the listeners have to say. So please get in contact at Hangover Brunch with Sam on Instagram. Maybe the Twitter and is already blowing up, isn't it? The Twitter is non existent. Is it? No, no, it's non existent. Maybe I need to get on that. Maybe that's where the, the extra five thousand listeners come from. Um, but please message me on Instagram. And let us know what you think. We'll be reading out audience responses very shortly. Um, just going to uh, cue a quick break now so that I can go and make sure the recording's still working because I've got trauma since our first episode. But to bless the listeners, I thought, what better fit than Romeo and Juliet by The Killers? It's a lovely cover of them. They've covered the Dire Straits, and here it is, live on Burst Radio. <laughs>
love struck Romeo Seeing the streets a serenade Laying everybody low With a love song that he made You find the street light He steps out of the shade Says something like You and me babe How about it Juliet says Hey it's Romeo You nearly gave me a heart attack He's underneath the window She's singing Hey love my boyfriend's back You shouldn't come around here Singing up people like that Anyway What you gonna do about it
truck Romeo Sing the streets of serenade Laying everybody low With a love song that he made He finds a convenient street light He steps out of the shade and Says something like You and me, babe How about it? Romeo and Juliet by The Killers, cover of The Dire Straits. Really good tune. Thank you very much, Sam. Top of the water, get in your two litres of water a day. I think that's a recommended amount. Although, you get a lot of water from food as well. So, On that note, Sam, we were talking about this. I'm, I'm on a diet. I thought I'd want to let the listeners know. Um, Everyone's on a diet. What do you mean? Diet's just what you eat, mate. And that's exactly why I've got red cards in my pocket for this kind of chat. Um... I have altered my diet. Um, I'm trying to watch what I eat a bit more. I'm at 80s for context. If this is TMI, I'm sorry, but I'm 86.3 kegs, kilograms, kgs, um, and I feel for the first time in my life, I feel I feel very heavy, um, and I feel quite sluggish when I'm running and even walking. I've noticed it a little bit. I'm getting out of breath on walks that I wouldn't have been out of breath before. Yeah, St. Michael's Hill the other day. Yeah, know. don't expose me like that. I was, it, it was hitting me, though. It was hitting me. So I've, I've, I've reduced the amount of food consumption I've got. Um, yeah. I'm taking it in. And, yeah, we were talking about this, but the way I'm doing it, probably not the healthiest way, but what can you do? What? Yeah, you're, you're my fitness pal. No, I'm on my fitness pal. Yeah, um, well, I mean, it's, it's... The science the science lends itself towards you know calorie deficits uh, I so. mean the only way to lose weight yes. is to be in a calorie deficit yeah. and the most effective way to know you're in a calorie deficit is to track calories yeah but <coughs> but tracking calories comes with a lot of potential problems it can become yeah. quite addictive it can become apologies if this trigger warning by the way sorry yeah. if I didn't mention that but yeah this water is going down very very nicely are you um, going to log that water on my fitness pal no no I think today is a day of I've I've been good with how I've eaten today. I've probably under eaten today, which is obviously a really bad thing. So I think seventy calories of water. No, it's probably a bit more. It's probably about one hundred and twenty per per. One hundred and fifty-four. Testing your maths. One hundred fifty-four. You should not calories that. in that glass of water. And you should not have told me that. Well, one hundred fifty-four of times. the finest calories. Liquid calories are different, though. And I've also just played half half our game of hockey. How are liquid calories different? Please tell me, the, Mr. The, 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 they're not. They're just psychologically for me. They are different. Oh, they're different. Oh, see, <laughs> they're different. Um, yeah, they're different. Um, but half a game of hockey surely warrants warrants a few caps oh, yeah, of water. Of um, but yeah, that's the situation. How we haven't we've got this far an hour and twenty into the episode. That means actually time is when time's winging chariots. Make you fool us once again, but it also means that it's time for your feed, uh, your advice, and your quote very soon. So get uh, thinking on that. Yeah, I about that. I know, I know. Time, time really does go by when you're having fun, hey? Flies by. Okay. Um, we've got this far into the episode, and we haven't discussed your degree, which is very rare for me to to get this far without uni student. I think that just shows how comfortable I am 
in your company. You're going to have to be, mate, as a current habit of the part. Well, we will get onto that very shortly and how I'm the weakest. Have you signed the tenancy agreement? I have not. I, I will, I will, I shall, I shall, I shall. But let's talk about your degree, Sam. Yeah, mate. And let's talk about your fun plans post third year. So, first of all, let the listeners know, sorry, so now 80 minutes into the show, Sam, what degree do you do? I am a third year zoology student, and no, that does not mean I'm going to work at a zoo. A zoo is just Latin for animal, and ology is Latin for the study of. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Because I'm quite sick of people asking me if I work at the zoo. Would you like to work at a zoo? <coughs> um, well, that's what I go to. I would, and I wouldn't. I don't. Everyone, everyone also will ask me the question of, do I agree with zoos? Yeah, I think I've asked you this actually. Yeah. And it's, it's actually a topic of debate on my on my course because um, zoos do do a lot of good for the world. They do in terms of species conservation. They keep genetic pools of species for reintroductions. They also educate the public, increase awareness, provide a lot of money for conservation if they're done right, a.k.a. ZSL, Bristol Zoological Society, um, mm. etc., etc. But if you're Tiger King or something like that, then mm. it's a terrible, terrible, terrible thing and you shouldn't be keeping animals in captivity. Because mm. there's, there's more tigers in captivity in the United States, apparently, than there are in the wild. No way. There are more tigers in captivity in the United States than there are in the world. Um, yeah, and that that I with with proper zoological societies, I see those animals that are in the zoos because I think it's pretty bad. It's bad Not not obviously they do the best they can and they research and see what they need and monitor their stress levels, but it's not a great life, is it? And um, but I see them just taking a taking a bullet for their cousins and their other extended family out there in the wild that they're mm-hmm. helping by being in there um, but yeah that's my that's my two cents so probably wouldn't want to work in a zoo okay I'd want to work for a zoo but not in a zoo if that makes sense Ooh, very very nice way of putting it and let's talk about your plans post third year so you've alluded to the tenancy agreement that I will sign yeah we are not going to give do not give our address out Sam we'll have Many, many, it's many. Three and- do not. Sam, I can't believe you said that on air. Oh my, the thousands of listeners are going to be flocking outside our house tonight um, to get autographs. Of course, I, I charge for autographs. I need a good smile and a quote if you'd like an autograph. That's all I require. And I'll stand by that in the future. Um, but yeah, so we, we're going to sign a new, well, we're going to sign a tenancy agreement soon. And when I say we, I shall. I'll sign it today, mate. I will sign it tonight. Um, and yeah, so but before that happens, Sam, you are going to. Leave me. I am. Yeah. Let's talk well, a lot about that. actually. But yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I've I've managed to be lucky enough to secure myself on a place for masters. Congratulations. I will be in Western Australia for three and a half months, studying dolphins. My geography of Australia is not great, but I know there are some things to do in the West, in Western Australia. But Sam, you're not really in the in the touristy areas, yeah, are you? Australia's a big place. Mm. Um, I think it's much bigger than Europe because. It takes five hours to fly from Sydney to Perth. And where mm. in Europe can you fly to that's five hours away? I think Birmingham to London is quite a long flight. <laughs> I don't think you can fly from Birmingham to London, can you? Oh, it's definitely. I think it's too short a distance that you actually can't fly because it takes about 20 minutes. If you had a private jet, yeah. But I yeah, sorry, have... sorry. I shouldn't have yeah, alluded to the fact that I actually involve, yeah, I get private jet flights. Um, 
Yeah, you're probably right. Australia, that, obviously, that probably makes sense on a map. But Australia yeah. being bigger than Europe does blow my mind. Yeah. Think about the amount. Obviously, there's different cultures in Australia, many of them. But think about the amount of different cultures in, in Europe. I think there was, there was, that's the whole point, mate, is there was more abor- well, a, a, Aboriginal cultures or Indigenous cultures mm-hmm. in Australia that we unfortunately came over and destroyed. I saw a TikTok, and when I say TikTok, it was sent to me on Instagram, because I, I'm not a TikTok user, I've shared my opinions far too many times on this, and I still would love a uh, sponsorship from TikTok if they have the money, so please. Um, that said, it, it's quite funny how... Australia has some of the most beautiful beaches, some of the best weather, stereotypically, for Brits, um, in the world, yet it was once a point where people shipped slaves there. Um, and it's funny how we didn't inhabit that when we discovered it. Yeah. Mm. Long long boat ride over there, isn't it? Mm. And back then it probably seemed like you are most likely going to die. And also, mm. <laughs> there wasn't much infrastructure it's true I probably looked at it and thought that seems like a massive job and I didn't really fancy it so I love that as a lazy man myself I love that I've got a question for you I answered this in a medical lecture recently Mm -hmm. got a a bit of a laugh but I was quite serious in my answer but you know I do do love the spotlight a little bit tell me about this I think you told me all that well let the listeners hear it so I don't volunteer answers or comments very often in medical lectures Um, I don't know why probably because I don't know the answer but a question was raised, what are some leadership qualities? Delegating. Delegation was the answer I gave. Got a, got a good laugh out of it, which of course I love. I absolutely adore. It made my day, probably made my week. And in fact, it's probably made my year. Um, what is, firstly, what do you think about delegation as a leadership skill? And what is your, you're allowed one aspect of leadership and it can't be communication because obviously every bit of leadership requires communication. That is a given. Please answer those two questions for me. I think delegation is a very, very important part of leadership. Thank you. Um, yeah, genuinely, obviously, yours is in the case of a joke, but um, I, well, it wasn't a joke. But it turned out, I think people thought I was taking making a joke, which often I do. So that's probably my own fault. Um, but no, delegation, big skill. Yeah, it's an important thing because it, it involves trust as well and I think it's, it's it's if you can trust those around you to be able to delegate tasks to them and not have to oversee them yourself that means you have trust in the in the group of people you're leading and for them to have trust in you there's got to be that mutual trust um, most important aspect or component of leadership from myself yeah yeah and your opinion just doing the dirty donkey work yourself so you think leading by example? I think you have to earn respect in every group you enter, and if you, if and the the best way to do that is to put yourself on a level with everyone else that you lead, mm. and to do exactly the same, if not more, than they do. Because you can't ask someone. I personally, I would say you can't ask something some, something of someone else that you wouldn't or haven't done yourself. Yes, I'd agree, but I'd also I think you're insinuating there'd be some kind of hierarchy. I'm not saying there'd be a hierarchy there'd be a hierarchy with delegation, but I think delegation if I delegated someone to do something, I personally don't think I should have had to do that before. Not because this work is more hard or more it's difficult. Something equivalent. I think the being a leader and delegating as a skill, I do think it's a skill. Yeah. And I think a lot of people see it as a lazy man's work, but I think all the other qualities of leadership for example when something goes wrong as a leader 
um, when I've been a leader, and I think all leaders should take the full blame. It's just their job. So when they do delegate, they know that if anything goes wrong, they, they reap the, um, the repercussions. And if anything goes well, yeah, of course you reap some rewards. But I think having that burden as well, that if something goes wrong, you put your hands up and say, it's entirely my fault, which I think all leaders should do. Yeah. in-house they can sort out their issues but outside as Harvey Specter did you know when Mike Ross made a problem shout out to any Suits fans out there he took it He's, that, he said that's all it is loyalty you made a problem you made a mistake and I, I said to the client it was me that made a mistake you represent me so I think that burden in itself is why delegation <coughs> for me is as important as someone doing the task maybe it might be hard harder graft but yeah, that's my hot take. I don't know if you're if you're an, if you're an economic student, at least at the A level level, that's called on entrepreneurship. It's the the value that they add hmm. is the fact that they take the risk. Yeah, I never I've never done economics in my life. I'm frankly quite disgusted about how little I know about economics. Really, um, yeah, allegedly that's and I guess that's how CEOs justify their big wages and everything is that they take the risk, but. I think if you if, if if on a more personal level, mm. you know, your suits example is a very high end company. But on a more personal level, within a team, on a smaller scale, mm. obviously yeah, the other leaders got to take it. But I think it's all about trust. Of course, of course. But I think the trust to delegate, you need the trust of your employees. You need to trust that they you are going to take the responsibility if something goes wrong. But that you also have a knowledge set or knowledge of what people's skill set are. Yeah. And that comes with trust and, of course, communication. Yeah. Some you and I play guitar. I to a more campfire level. And I'd say you're master serenader, really, at this this level. Um, I think that is probably the name I give you. We've all been there where we've tried to name our guitars. Yeah, I broke her yesterday. You what? Sorry, I broke my guitar yesterday. How? Well, it uh, the uh, the E string, the the the, well, the bass string. Yeah, is um. Unwound itself. No way. I know it's binding sorry, strings, I, I know it's I'm binding. sorry for your loss. I know. So I've been playing everything A A down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um been here tonight, I don't know been about it. Hell of a tune, plain white tees. Big fan of a plain white tea actually as well, on that note. Anyway, sorry, just get get off get off piece. Um we all name our guitars. Some people name their their, their cars as well, which I uh, I'm not too disgusted with. Um but I've never thought of naming my, my guitar Roxanne. What do you think? You're leading to my Roxanne playlist. I you? am indeed. The segue of dreams has happened. It has, yeah. It was very smooth. Thank you. Very smooth. <laughs> do you want me to address the, car, the guitar comment or the Roxanne? Uh, either, comment? either, Sam. Let's, let's just move on with the segue. Well, I just uh, allow Sam to get a segue in. Um, <laughs> segue are those little hoverboard things, aren't they? Yeah, there's a colloquial name for swag. Have you been on one? My mate had one because I no always wanted way. one, and yeah. my mum was like, "Our house is way too small. There's nowhere to ride that swagway, and you're not going to ride it out on the street, are you?" These hoverboards or swagways, I'm sorry, were so inconvenient. I don't yeah, know what the ride was. No, there was something so cool about riding one. Really, there was something so cool about riding one. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> segue to Roxanne. Yeah, it's a, one of my things that I'll take through friends that stay with me long enough. Is that I have a playlist of um, so covers of Roxanne, the song by the Police, and there's this new ring like about nine or ten now, and I take everyone through them, and it's it's one of like music is one of my passions, as, as it, Sam says it is one of his as well, mm. and um, yeah, it just kind of showcases different interpretations, the same lyrics, 
and uh, in different genres. And it's, it's, it's a great song. It's a great medium. Okay, so which which version have you chosen for the listeners to hear this time? <laughs> I've chosen a reggae version by Aswad. Oh wow! Um, that probably shows its best. That shows yeah how different the song can be. Um, from I'm, I'm assuming everyone's heard the original Sting Roxanne for context. Roxanne, that's as much you're gonna get from me. Okay, no, we'll say that we'll for later. Later, yeah, later. Yeah, anyway, of course. Have you seen Moulin Rouge? Speaking of musical, well, I haven't actually. Great version of Roxanne. That really, you and McGregor. Can I be quite honest with you? Yeah, but I didn't ever want to tell you this. Firstly, you and McGregor, hell of an actor, really, yeah. really big fan. I genuinely don't think I like the song Roxanne. Really? This might change my mind, this version. But you should listen to the Moulin Rouge version. I wish I'd change it now, but no, it's fine. We'll go with the regular version. Okay. But, um, it's never too late. No, no, no. Okay. But no, it's fine. Uh, that was a test. Stick to your gun, Sam. Always yeah. in life. Always. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a hell of a version, hell of a song. Very versatile. Some great covers out there. George Michael, Ian McGregor, Aswad, to say the least. And here it is, live on Burst Radio, Roxanne by Aswad.
fan of that, Sam. Yeah. Um, firstly, that was a rock sound by us word for anyone that's just tuned in. Thank you if you have. And please keep showing love and support to the channel, all the, the podcast, all the radio show, whatever it is nowadays. Um, yeah, I think that's a reinvented style that I quite enjoy, actually. A lot ch- more chill, I'd, I'd say. Um, but yeah, huge fan of that. We have only got 20, 20 minutes left, Sam. It's been a great show. Um, and of course, I'll do my thank yous and my goodbyes and my shout outs um, after uh, we finish the, the main segment of the show. Um, but I think we've got, got a bit of more, I won't say sombre note, because maybe it's not sombre, but this is a serious note. This is the, show, the part of the show that many people genuinely tune in for. Um, so I'm delaying so people can get their snacks, can sit down, get in bed, maybe close their eyes so they can listen to this bit. This is the only bit of the show that's probably stayed constant throughout. It's time for a bit of advice. <coughs> and maybe a quotation too. Um, there is a signature music I like to play. Of course you'll be well accustomed to this because you're a huge fan of the show. <coughs> and many other people are. Poor you, Sam. Poor you. Um, the sound of your cough is really not... Shout out Foster Inhaler. Shout out to Inhalers, yeah, of course. Great things. Um, Sam. I ask that you maybe give a little bit of advice to someone today. It's a Saturday evening. Obviously, people at uni expect to socialise a little bit. Um, and some people may be feeling down because they, they don't want to socialise or having a rough time with some of their friends. So please, bless the listeners. My advice for the day is that if you're ever in a dark place, build blocks of productivity and things that will do something for you that will bring pleasure to you and they will quickly stack up to you being in a better place be able to climb on top of them and remove yourself from the hole you were in lovely really really like that good stuff good stuff I think we could all maybe I I think small steps I agree small steps and one day the sun will shine again and it will be okay uh, Sam it will all be okay in the end and if it's not okay it is not the end Never said that one before, so you're welcome for that again. Um, thank you for that. Hell of advice, and the music now goes. But, but this is my favourite bit of the show. This is how I judge a person's character. Is it a quote? It's a quote. What are you going to bless See, I'm this torn. with? I'm torn between two quotes. You know what, Sam? For you, you can have both. Hit us with them. So, <clears throat> the first one, I, I think I've stolen it from someone. It's okay. Borrowed. Um, but it, it, happiness isn't something you have, it's something you cultivate for yourself. Before you go on to your next quote, let, let's, let's pick that apart. I think, I think a lot of people uh, think that happiness is just something that you can have without working for it, without doing anything in particular, but I think you know, happiness is a choice, if you, and, and you know, some have had many long talks about what happiness is, mm. I don't really think, I think a lot of people associate it with pleasure, but in my eyes it's more of a contentness and a yes feeling of being okay with your situation mm. I think that comes from good habits um, and you know choices you make in your life mm. I'd, I'd say a, a big choice factor for me would be who you'll spend your time with yeah um, they say what do they say the people you're a product spend, of the four exactly what, four or three people yeah, you spend most time with or whatever it is yeah I, I genuinely see a lot of truth in that yeah 
That's why he's become such a better person. That's mm, you're about seventh on my list, Sam. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you can keep driving. I've seen your Snapchat best friends. I'm pretty high up there, I reckon. What, should we go through it, Sam? Uh, Sam should we actually analyse this? Can I just put context out there? I'm a very small Snapchat best friend user. You say, oh, you, yeah, you do fall. You fall second. Am I? Should I see where you are, am I? Oh, this is live. This could break us up right now, live on air. And can I say... You're second not- as well. Oh, there we go. Can we both say... Can we... Yeah, we're both going to put this out there. Your Snapchat best friends does not judge your friendships in any way. And if you're not on someone's Snapchat best friend list, then get rid of them. Dump them. Never speak to them again. <laughs> no, of course. Maturity is something um, that we scream in the studio. Yeah. Mm. And the second quote... Go on. It's something I'm definitely going to botch, but it's from a book, Siddhartha, by Herman Hesman. Very big sort of uh, Buddhist novel, but not actually Buddhist, because it was written in the 1920s, I think, but it was big in the counterculture movement. And it's sort of like a second Buddha telling um, about a man finding enlightenment. And he basically finds that Whatever teaching someone gives you of life, whatever they tell you, that will only give you so much. You can only figure it out and figure out the meaning by experiencing it all yourself, both like the down, the, the lows and the highs. But mm. it puts it, Herman Hesper definitely puts it better. So if you've got a rainy Sunday afternoon, download Siddhartha on your Kindle, your Kindle app. Mm. And uh, it's, it's really cheap as well, it's like £2. And I promise you, it's a great read. I did a headstand immediately for the first time after reading it. Really? Is that? Yeah, it actually was. It put me in such a state of tranquility that I was like, mate, you know what? I reckon I can do a handstand, a uh, headstand even. And I did, right there in the middle of the living room. I don't. My way of showing affection to people is genuinely by. Well, sorry, the music's going now, but my way of showing affection is normally with my good friends through banter and. Insults of some degree. Yeah. Of course, everyone knows you. Um, but yeah, my way of showing affection. If I have the comfortability and I have the effort of taking the mick out of you and taking the mick out of our friendship, then that shows that I care about you and therefore it's my way of affection. But I'm pre- the reason I'm saying this, I'm prefacing it. What I will say is I don't give you enough compliments, compliments in, in general. And I personally believe when I do give a compliment after all the insults, people notice them more. Yeah. Um, and so this is my compliment to you. I'd say you are very mature in terms of not life, definitely not life, especially not in the Rocker dance for a while. This man can't dance. But, well, shout out if anyone wants to see us tonight in the Rocker will be there. But I'd say you're very in touch with your emotions. And I'm one of those people that tries to avoid emotions. And if I'm going through a tough time, I will try and put it off, put it off, put it off until it hits on me. You are very, very good. And something I, very, I respect you a lot for. Very good at dealing with it in there in the moment. And you will try and focus a lot more on your mental health uh, instead of worrying about other things. Yeah, I'd say I'm not necessarily the best person at communicating it, mm. but um, definitely in terms of, you know, I think in reality, your experience in this world is confined to the, the brain and the thought processes that go on inside you. This, um, no matter what happens outside, you're the ruler of your own state of mind, and if you can cultivate that to something mm. positive then you're going to have a positive experience, you know. You can shut out whatever help happens outside. It doesn't really have to affect you. You're in control. Yeah. And learning how to control that storm is an important thing. And there we go. No joke from me there. That's very, very, very true. Um, what I will say is boys get sad too. And thank you to our <laughs> new sponsors, Boys Get Sad Too. <laughs> Someone actually asked me this. Sam has seen the brand 
uh, now now with customs with the brand, um, which is of course the hoodie that I I have worn previously with you when we last sang karaoke actually. Red door. What? Oh, boys get this. Yeah, too. boys get this. <laughs> Sorry, I thought um, you were about to plug Red Bull. No, this is the first question I've been. I couldn't waffle my way out of. Stump me, and I genuinely want to give you a good answer. If I could have one sponsor for this radio show, what would it be? I thought long and hard. Wayland's Yard. It's now closed down. What? I know. Sorry, sorry. sorry live on air. Sorry to those that are listening with <laughs> noise cancelling headphones on. Your ears have just been blown out. That's, where we, that's kind of where we start the show. It is. Yard. It is. We we. Yeah, it's been shut down. I know. It's well, almost, there was never many people in there, were there? Mm, it's been replaced by a coffee shop. I think it's a very that's that very coffee, coffee, coffee shop. shop. Spoons breakfast. What about it? Sponsoring the show. Spoons breakfast. Just spoons breakfast. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had one of their corn corn and egg wraps? Or? I have not had one of their corn and egg wraps. Corn and wraps. Um, that hates the planet and he hates animals. You're really good at hydrating the studio. How am I supposed to respond to that? I love animals, <laughs> except dogs. I hate dogs. I love lions, though. Lions are my favourite animals. Cats? Um, for me, cats are very, very, very clever creatures. I think no one. I think everyone underestimates them. I think they're very sly. They're always scheming. They're a bit like Scar in The Lion King. Yeah, well, he is a cat. Part of the big yeah, but you know we're, what I mean, in terms of personality. Yeah. yeah, well, you've used a big Latin word there, mate. You sure you know how to spell that? Anyway, sorry, so I answered with Boys Get Sad to is the brand I'd want to be sponsored by. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, <coughs> good message behind it. Salad doesn't like women's mental health. That is not true at all. Again, trying to hide out the studio and trying to get me cancelled in 2023. Of course, I think well, the studies have shown, Sam. That more men commit suicide, yeah, and all men don't speak up. Paddy so. Pimlet thing is the biggest killer between men between it's the biggest killer in men between eighteen and forty-five, which is scary. Yeah. So guys, especially well, people in general, but guys especially, get talking and get just yeah. Just talk to your mate or write it out friends. your notes app. It'll probably help. Hmm? Or talk to Siri. I reckon even Siri could do. Or ChatGPT. Yeah, I don't want to promote that. I watched an episode of Modern Family today where they were talking to their fridge, like a smart fridge, and that really helped them. Really? Yeah, season eleven episode. Well, there you go. It doesn't matter who you talk to or just what talk you talk to, to. Just talk. Get that out and seek help, of course, if you need it. Um, it's that time where we bless the listeners. We've given so much advice, so much wisdom, so much terrible chat. <coughs> but this time, we're going to give them a different form of terrible ideology, and that's to our vocals. Yeah, I've got um, the lyrics like me. You've got the lyrics? Yeah. So. Don't mess about. Did we do karaoke when you first came in? I believe we did. I think, we, I think you made me do it. So the catalyst of ca- any karaoke you've heard ever on an episode of Hangover Branch was due to Samuel Hill Cousins. What's your middle name, Sam? George. Samuel George Hill Cousins. I've warmed up my vocals. Um, old no, of course. Vocals <laughs> never need to be warmed up for. 1.4 billion plays, Sam. Really, the song. Song. before it's I before I give the name, actually really upset me about the song. Go on. Is I loved it in like year four, year five. So this would have been, oh god, this would have been what when I was like nine, ten. Hmm. So it would have been like thirteen, like almost fourteen years ago. And it's now become a massive thing in the last year or two because of TikTok. And I don't like that they've taken that away from me because it was my thing. This song was released eleven years ago. Eleven years ago. Twenty thirteen. Oh, I take it back. So it was or ten years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Okay, alright, wasn't it? Wait, no. 2013 the album was released. Unless it was a single before the album, maybe. I think it might be a single before the album, yeah. Well, before we mention the name of it, do you want to dedicate this song to anyone? Or I will if you don't want to. Um, To my next love, probably. Okay, and there we go. And to anyone 
that is looking for love, Combarba. I know you're always on the cards. I've always got you in the back of my mind whenever I meet someone that is worthy of your love. Here it is, live on air. Please don't tune out. This is from Samuel Hill Cousins and myself to you, the people. This is Another Love by Tom Adele. Kiss you make you feel alright I'm too tired to share my nights I wanna cry and I wanna love But all my tears have been used up Together now On another love, another love All my tears have been used up On another love Another love, all my tears have been used Another love, all oh, my tears have been used up 
on another love, another love. Oh, my tears will be used up. song Sam and that was from Samuel Higgins and myself to you the people at home and that was Another Love by it Tom O'Dell good that you could join us in the studio yeah I feel like the people were with us when we sang that yeah. my greatest dream in life honestly I've got many dreams to be a radio host one to be a legend completed it mate um, have great chat also completed that but the final thing that I really want to do don't cringe at me it's not very nice mate you should be supporting me in my journey and dreams <laughs> Um, I just We should have done a lame miss song. Oh, really? We really should have. Uh, time. It's always time. Um, before Sam and I spontaneously bless you with lame miss, because why not? No other guest will ever sing lame miss with me. I want to thank you very much for your time and finish that. What was my other dream? Oh, yeah, I want to be on stage. And I'd love if I ever had the opportunity to write a song and perform it in front of people and they'd sing it back to me. It'd be my greatest dream in life. Almost happened with Click, didn't it? That is a very big low blow, and that is how we're going to finish the show. Shout out to Clicking Dales and raising money for Young Lives with Cancer. Sam, it's been the greatest honour. You are the only rugby person that will ever be allowed in the studio, on my show, of course, welcoming everyone else. Hasn't Vlad been on here? He's telling you medics rugby. He has been. Um, The episode never made it to air. Um, He is medics rugby. He'll never listen to this. Shout out Vladimir. You know who you are. Never going to mention him by name. Don't think he needs the fame. I should write lyrics that rhymes. Um, so thank you very much, Sam. Thank you to the listeners. It's been a great show, and I really want to say thank you. So Saturday evening, join us in the rocker tonight, and our last song from Sam and I to you is going to be what lame this song. What are we going to do, Sam? Well, my favourite is either empty, empty chairs, empty tables, but um, stars on my own. One day more. One day more. One day more. From Samuel Hill Cousins. And myself to the people. This is One Day More by Lamez. <laughs> One day more, another day, another destiny. There's never any road to Calvary. These men who seem to know my crime will surely come a second time. One day more. not live until today. How can I live when we are parted? One day more. Tomorrow you'll be worlds away. And yet with you my world has started. One more day all on my own Will we ever meet again? One more day with him not caring I want to be with you What's a life I might have known And I swear I will be true But he never saw me there One day the storm. Do I follow where she goes? As the barricades of freedom. Shall I join my brothers there? Let our ranks begin to fall. Do I stay or do I dare? Will you take your place with me? The time 
is now the day is One day more to revolution We will nip it in the bud We'll be ready for these schoolboys They will wet themselves with blood Watch your brother Mark Catch him as a fool Never know your luck and that's a free for all Here's a little dip There's a little touch one day too when you begin Every man will be a king There's a new world for the winning Do you hear the people sing? My place is here, I fight with you We'll join those people's heroes. We will follow where they go. We will know their little secrets. We will know the things they know. Catch them as they fall. Never know your luck when there's a free for all. We'll be ready for this school. Tomorrow is a judgment day. Tomorrow we'll discover what in heaven has in one week more till we bless you in the studio again thank you very much Sam thank you very much listeners he's happy with that one and this is Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus thank you I hopped up the plane at LAX with a dream in my cardigan welcome to the 